Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment. And when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment defines you. Hello and welcome to the Golf Practice Podcast. My name is Andy Hayes and I'm here with Peter Donahue, the the author, the creator of Donahue's Five Lessons. Um, Pete, we're here for the fifth lesson, which is Move Towards Ease. Um, how you doing? How you doing? Exactly. Well, Move Towards Ease, uh, to me, um, started as an idea from uh, something I read from the movement trainer, Moshe Feldenkrais. And and he had observed uh, that people who um, seem to be exhibiting or exerting a lot of self-consciousness and self-direction um, while they're moving um, are, are not really, don't have natural ability in that area. And when I first read that, I thought he meant... Well, you either got it or you don't got it. You know, there are some people, you know, that that uh, are born with athletic skill, and then uh, the rest of them have to study uh, and and do things very self-consciously. But he wasn't saying that at all. Actually, he was saying that the end result of training is to move towards uh, an ease of execution that goes beyond self-consciousness, so that um, your self-direction during the act is is removed and you can do the do the motion um uh, or what you're looking for while you're doing something else as a for instance um and also uh, he told a story on himself about learning to play piano and uh, from a master uh, pianist and um and as his lesson really was about uh hitting the notes less hard being uh, the keys less hard, being less violent in what he was doing and slowing things down. So there's, there's really, I think, two aspects of, of what he means there. And, and, I, and so I think that uh, moving towards ease is a direction um, that I've now also taken on as a, as a third meaning, and that is to eliminate suffering. Um, that you may be doing uh, in your exercise or in your training. And suffering manifests in different ways. In, in exercise, for me, it, it means like a kind of a, of a screaming inside your head because you're, you're in agony, hmm. you know, uh, trying to accomplish the task. Or it means frustration, um, that you have the the way you're uh you're going about tackling the problem is leading you to to frustration and so i i guess i would say that there are four aspects to it um that uh, that i focus on when i practice have you always uh taught golf in this way or with this as a as a fundamental uh you know not um i would say not uh uh, kind of in a piecemeal way. 
You know, I mean, when I noticed, when I started working with people who exhibited a lot of frustration with the outcomes of the practice or what we were looking for, it, it became evident to me that this emotional response uh, of frustration or impatience with, uh, with what was going on wasn't helping. You know, it was actually uh, it was actually stopping the learning process, and so it wasn't. Uh, you know, again, um, you know, I always hear my uncle Joe saying, "Hey, how's that working for you?" <laughs> and if it's not, yeah, well, then you know, change it. And so I I would find myself, you know, uh, on the lesson T, spending a good amount of time trying to uh, put the put my students into a better frame of mind, a more a less judgmental frame of mind and a more accepting frame of mind like this is this is the process and so if you think that it's not if you think that what you're going to do is somehow ingest the words that I'm giving you and it's going to come out as articulate motion like mm -hmm. poof on the other side of this then you've got the wrong idea and and you're going to cause yourself suffering because that's not how it works it's not about me telling you better. It's about you doing and undergoing and, and in that way um, and then coming back with questions. That's yeah. the way the process goes. Yeah, do you think, I mean, do you think most golf instructors who it seems, you know, I guess I don't know most golf instructors, but it seems if you read Golf Digest or watch the Golf Channel, just like fill the student's head with information that that's actually like not moving them towards ease. Yes. I would say that it's yeah. definitely not moving them towards ease. I have a new, I had a new high school student at Evanston. He's a varsity varsity golfer. And he came in this week and I sat down with him and his dad and I, we were just asking, I was asking him about previous lessons he had taken. And he said last year he was working with, with a guy who he played at, um, the, the coach played at University of Illinois, so he's a good player. Um, but he just filled this kid's... All, all they worked on was, you know, positions. And it, it just, like, messed him up because that's all he could think about when he was playing golf. And this this player, he has... He takes the club back dead shut. And at the top of his swing, he really just, like, folds his arm. His left arm almost has, like, 90 degrees of bend to it. So it's like quite an unorthodox, unorthodox move. But this this kid can shoot in the seventies, and he, when I took him on TrackMan, had him hit draws and fades. He could hit every shot with that from that spot. And so you can see how how a you know one coach could see this obvious thing that's like, oh, we have to get either that club face different or get his arm different, and um, and it would just actually not be helpful. Yes, and and I think that. Uh, I think that uh, that's, you know, I certainly pass through that and still find myself from time to time being at a loss to, uh, to know what a good thing to do is. But when you do see someone whose swing doesn't match the orthodoxy that you believe in um, and they're not successful or they want to be more successful, it's really the only place you can go. If you if you step back farther than that and 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 actually look beyond, uh, you know, and to me that's that's what people, um, that's what really master teachers do. And you know, you listen, you you only have to listen a little bit to George Gankus to know that you know, um, 
that George is one of those people. You know, he doesn't, he has uh, understanding about, you know, what the shaft and the club head is, is doing coming through impact. And as long as that's happening, uh, he's okay mm-hmm. with the, with the rest of it. Uh, and, um, and I think that, you know, as, as long as players are able to maintain balance so that their ground force and their sequence or kinematic sequence is, is powerful, then, you know, why do we need to change things just to make it look like Tiger or anybody in particular? Mm-hmm. Um, and, but, you know, I would say that, um, I would say that, uh, you know, some things are going to go to uh, the substance and are and are good, really good for playing. And some things are good for selling. And uh, you know, we live in a society where information is power. That's kind of how we look at things. Yeah. So if if a teacher, if a young teacher feels like they're righteous in their beliefs, um, they they feel like the volume of their truths as they throw them on your in your in your backpack uh, are all going to be worth their weight in gold. It's the problem is it weighs you down so heavily that, that you really can't move towards ease. There is no ease. There's just endless detail. Yeah. When I look around or go on the internet or go on Instagram or anything, it seems like the easiest thing for anyone to find is just more information about the swing. And, and it's not so to the extent that it's so saturated that it's maybe not even that valuable. Um, that that you know the true the the, the skill is, is figuring out how to help someone learn some or part of the information. But wh- why don't why don't other people see that? Well, I think um, you know I think that we're misled. Uh, teachers are misled early on uh, because we most of us start off as tip givers, and sure. uh, yeah. you know we're we're playing with somebody and we. Um, you know, or we're on a driving range and somebody, you know, somebody says, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you try this? And um, sometimes it works. You know, a lot of times it works because it simplifies the thoughts that are in the player's mind, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's a kind of a false positive. Um, you, you've just sure. eliminated a lot of confusion, mm-hmm. a lot of competing thoughts in their mind, and you have them now focused on one thing. And so that's better. Uh, that's better than what they were operating yeah. with, but it's not it's not the 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 answer ultimately. Um, but if you get a positive feedback from that, and people start saying, "Hey, you're really good, man! You oh, you really helped me. You're mm-hmm. a good teacher." Well, then you start to believe that you're a good teacher and that you're qualified to go out in the world and make your living at it. And you know, after you go out and you 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 try this one size fits all. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, approach for a while, you find that you're you start failing uh, quite quite often, and um, and you either delude yourself into thinking that the the reason for these failures are because the students are just not good enough students, mm-hmm. uh, or you you uh, you know finally get hip to yourself and realize that your truths um, aren't all there are to the story. Sure. Yeah. When you were describing um, move towards ease, I was thinking back to my lesson with Kaylin this past weekend, who, you know, again, another varsity golfer, where we've had lessons for a long time. He knows how a track man works. He knows all the numbers and what they mean. And we've been kind of not stuck, but working through club face the past month or two. And 
all it's like I know all the factors that can contribute to club face and we've talked them through like we talk about the grip we can talk about how he does the takeaway we can talk about where the club is at the top of the swing we can talk about how his you know hands bow or or release on the way down like uh all of these different things that can close the club face um and because he's been stuck it's been too open so we've been just like doing that he he knows all the information he's like and then uh he was back here for a lesson and i asked you know like how it's been going he's like we have a problem and i'm like what and he's like well i had a he's like i you know came here to practice and i was hitting my club face was open and i went through all the steps and i couldn't close the club face and i was like oh i so you you know I've given him steps, which I, is not what I want to, to give him. And so we just went back to, you know, the back room and I just gave him a hockey stick and a foam ball. And I just said, hit it at me like as hard as you can. And like, he was able to do it and like now hit it left and now hit it to the right. He was able to do all those things with the hockey stick and then came back to track man. He was now able to square the club face and hit it straight. And so I was like, Kalen, I'm sorry for being a bad, like being a bad teacher because like I gave you all this information when we really should have just been playing hockey apparently. So, um, I just thought that was a, well, you know, it's, it's those things, Andy, I think as, as a, as a teacher and as a coach, as you go along, uh, your um, openness to to admitting, you know, that you're uh, not on the right track is is a huge deal. I mean, it takes a lot of takes a lot of, of uh, pressure off of you, you know, to try because it takes a lot of effort to justify yourself when you realize that you you may be at fault. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can so you can try to do that, and you know. Uh, Oh, well, I, you know, I told you and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. But if you can just cut to the chase and say, you know what, I, I gotta, I gotta admit to an error and yeah. we've got to, I took you down a path that I thought was a good idea and it's proved not to be a good idea. In fact, and, and so let's, let's uh, see if we can wipe that slate clean and, and move from here. So I, it, it takes, and it also, I think it's empowering for the student as well, because they start to appreciate more that this is a partnership. Yeah. You know? Sure. Instead of just like, oh, I'm just waiting for the fountain of knowledge to pour wisdom out over me so that I can... Mm-hmm. No, this is like trial and error. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm fighting my way. Um, you know, I just discovered... I've been doing this this uh, exercise to, um, to strengthen my... my uh, my legs and my hips and my my abs and uh, I've been doing it in a in a the last time I I went in and saw my uh, my my coach um, you know he he asked me he said you know I want you to be able to 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 make this move but I want you to turn you know be able to turn on your inner thigh muscle while you're doing it and uh, I didn't even I couldn't even tell whether when I turned it on you know and yeah. so. Uh, I realized I've been doing this exercise for quite quite some time, for weeks, and hadn't really been doing it with the right form. Um, mm. And part of the problem that I have in my leg is that when I was a teenager, I had you know major reconstructive surgery with the ACL and the MCL, and they took part of the tendon behind the knee. And 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 my my physical therapist, my coach, was saying to me, you know, ironically, that procedure weakens that muscle on the inside of your thigh, which is a major stabilizer for the 
you know, ACL and, and for, and so, um, so no wonder you have a problem down there. They surgically changed you. And so, um, so you're going to have to, you know, really, you, that muscle isn't going to fire on, uh, automatically in your golf swing you're going to need to focus down on this what i'm going to call functional movement skill and and which is nothing more than than a a, a regimen of physical exercise and um and so the the um the assurance the the give and take in our partnership you know now it, suddenly he clarified something about uh, the 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 form of the exercise that produced greater functionality, mm-hmm. which I didn't grasp at first. But he couldn't if he told me all of the stuff that I needed to control. I never would have gotten to the, you know, the place that I was at. I was now ready to to handle another, uh, you know, juggling ball, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and that's just the way it goes. You yeah. know, you, he couldn't. If he had told me, and that was my my problem with Pilates when I went to Pilates, is that the the instructor was would would continuously fire uh, uh, commands to me that were on a wheel of thought, and there were like five or six, and it was the most frustrating thing in the world. You know, if I had been able to just you know focus on one or two of those, you know, keep your keep this muscle turned on, keep this muscle turned on. You know, I would have continued with it, but it was like she wasn't moving me towards ease. She was moving me towards, you know, so many things that I had to function that it was screaming in my mind. And, and, and I was actually, it caused anger in me. Mm. And, and, I, and I think some students in the past have been angry with me uh, when I was less than skillful about how I was giving them valuable information sure. and just like firing at mm-hmm. nobody's business. So when is it when is it a coach or 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 I guess the coach and student are both related here but um like at what point you know it's for take pilates for example like I could see you also saying something similar, you know, let's just imagine you you still did pilates and you're like hey I, one point Pilates was like really hard for me and I, you know, I couldn't do it. And you know, the coach, you know, we weren't on the same page, but then, you know, I just like stuck with it and I slowly figured it out. And I now, you know, now I can do that with ease. Yes. Um, but, but, and you know, similar things could happen with golf. Like, man, we were just doing this one thing and you know, like let's say me as the coach, it's like, well, they just can't get it. They need more and more and more and more time to do it. Um, that could either be me just them just like needing to have more, you know, more focus and more time and more, you know, commitment to what we're doing, or it's the coach not coaching in a way that's moving towards ease. How do you see that? It's probably a fine line there. Well, I think you know you you have to uh, honestly with the student find out you know what what they are doing you know because whenever you're not moving you want to forward you want to find out where the where the problem is Mm -hmm. you know is there a lack of commitment uh, either on the coach's part or the player's part Mm -hmm. you know that that there really uh isn't uh, the coach isn't giving enough thought the coach isn't appreciating the language that the that the player speaks or understands um that there isn't a uh 
that there really isn't a plan. Like, you know, uh, fun functional movement skills are at the base of any uh, any athletic effort. So if, if players can't articulate fun functional movements mm -hmm. very well, uh, they're not going to move well. And you can tell them, you know, if somebody is, is uh, you know, reverse tilting in their backswing or, or making or swinging back too far, um, it could be because they're just not strong enough in a certain area of their body. And so you can tell them until the cows come home. But if you don't understand in your skill bag the effect that it has on people not to be strong or mo you know stable or mobile in certain ways, mm -hmm. then um, you need to bone up on that stuff because you're you will be spinning your wheels, you know, asking somebody to be deliberate, you know, at the top of their backswing when they're in the middle of a motion, you know, that, where they intend to do violence uh, on yeah. the ball, you know, it's like. What's the likelihood that, that, that that's going to be successful? Sure. On the other hand, once muscles and movements get strong enough, you don't need to tell them. They want to do the work. They mm -hmm. know how to do the work. They will do the work. But, you know, I think a lot of times what we, we don't do is understand the foundations and the way to build, you know, certain things. And so... Um, we don't really truly understand the causative factors and we end up dealing in symptomatic things or stuff that's out here on a, you know, in the middle of the chain when, you know, the real source or their, you know, their foundation is back here somewhere and you need to go back there hmm. until they've, they've mastered it, that. Sure. that that's, the, that's really the key to working, to working with ease through a progression is that you... Um, you know, you know what the what the level one, level two, mm -hmm. level three is, and you and you help your student appreciate this particular structure or journey that we work on this until we get this, mm -hmm. and then we get that, so that they have this context in their mind and they feel that any work that they're doing is going to lead them to their the ultimate goal, which you've established with them, which is more solid ball striking, more consistent ball striking, more you know, directional control, whatever that might be. Um, but I, you know, I think that it takes a while for us to, uh, as, as teachers and coaches, to, to uh, educate ourselves in, in, in the ways. Uh, and... Um, you know, a lot of that education, most of the education and the stuff that we do, you know, comes from the things that we're interested in. And our successes and mostly our failures with our students give us that interest. Like, I can't, you know, how come I couldn't help that person? Or how come I can't help this group of people? You know, mm -hmm. I need to, I'm interested in that, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm going to pursue that. So. That's what why I love being around here uh, because you know you have uh, you know you have smart people who are who come to golf and to come to golf instruction from different points of view. So, for instance, this morning when Jansen got in, you know he was coming from the gym, mm -hmm. and I I wanted to ask him some things about um, you know training movement and. Uh, and the stages that people go through. And he took me through some things that were extremely valuable. Hmm. 
So sure. uh, I think that uh, I think that what you you know you end up uh, you end up with is is that a lot of teachers come uh, from being players. And, and incorrectly assume that being a good player qualifies you to be a good teacher, and uh, and uh, and it doesn't. I see lots of people, especially in competitive environments, get very angry and frustrated on the golf course, like actually playing. Is there a way to take this move towards ease mindset onto the course? Well, I think that... Um, I think in the first place, uh, you know, if there's, there are displays of anger, and um, and some of those displays of anger, let's assume that they're not all negative. I mean, for a second, uh, because I think if someone you know calls themselves uh, you know in anger to wake up, mm-hmm. then uh, if that wakes them up. You know, and they move from kind of a sleepy or disengaged or distracted uh, mindset. Then I think it's good. Sure. You know, um, but if it's peevish, if it's you know, there's something wrong here. Uh, you know, this isn't right. I shouldn't be failing like this. Uh, uh, I'm. You know, if if you can hear that there's something about worth in this, I mm-hmm. must not be worth much as a as a student or as an athlete if i can't do this then that's suffering Mm -hmm. and uh and i think that that you have to um you have to understand what's what's tied to that belief you know the belief that you're you're not good enough or that uh you'll never get this or you don't deserve success um you know, there's. I don't see any way to paint over that. You know, the the idea that you should just, uh, you know, think positively, uh, and you know, paint a happy face over that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you know. That's what uh, President Trump believes. <laughs> you know, um, he 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 was. Uh, he came from that that school of positive thinking, where whatever you know idea you have, even if it's a lie. Um, you know, if you you keep telling yourself uh, enough times that it'll become the truth, mm-hmm. and uh, and the fact of the matter is, there's something in you that knows it's a lie. Yeah, and that that smile you're putting on your face or that positivity you're putting to it is baloney. Mm-hmm. It's just a facade, and and you have no foundation. So the only way to um, to you know come to ease is to um, is to see this creation that you've you've created. Mm-hmm. It's not the truth. It's not the way life really is. It's a belief that you have that's that's uh, been associated with other experiences and meanings that you've had, and it becomes this this very intricate and um, uh, and and sometimes difficult, uh, stubborn creation. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you have to. You have to lighten up about it. You have to come to terms with it. And however you, you do that, uh, whatever means of therapy or meditation that takes you to that place where you can be comfortable in your own skin, well, then you have to get on that path. Um, I don't see any other way around yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, at North Park, where I help coach, there's lots of, you know, it's Division three school. So to, to get on the team, you probably have to shoot 90 or better. 
to play to like play and on the varsity squad it's you have to be in the 70s so you get people and we'll play a practice round at sunset valley and they're just having a bad round and they shoot shoot 85 86 um and then that's where like to start like man i like you don't deserve to be here they get like really down on themselves they think they get like embarrassed i think they get embarrassed also because they have this like mindset of like i'm a you know i'm a college golfer i you know it especially happens the first week people are back because they've just been playing their home course over and over and over. And so you just can't get really good and really comfortable and you're playing in a cart with your friends. And then now it's like you're with strangers and a coach and it's maybe a bit harder of a course. And now you're actually keeping score um, and you don't do as well. And so they, uh, I guess, I don't know, how, what would you tell that? How would you help them through that? Well, I think that, uh, that, um, that it's important to understand that that we uh, perform in different environments, and um, and our ability to uh, to move from from environments in which we can perform at our best into environments where we don't perform or at mm-hmm. our best are like that's a real thing, and that's not that's not like. Uh, that's not like baloney. Uh-huh. I don't care how good you've been playing. If if you come into a, a new or different situation that's materially different, or or there, there's something in the background that you're not accounting for. You know, you're out on the golf course and and you're and you're playing, and maybe there's something that that that's been bugging you recently that's totally unrelated to golf. Sure. Uh, and and you think that you ought to be able to walk away from that onto the golf course and and be able to be unbothered by this? I I think that that's that's where you you fool yourself. Mm-hmm. And and I think that uh, that looking at things as really a, a curious scientist is the best way to do things. Wow, this is or you know um, I would say uh, that. Um, my example of uh, of of the best uh, would be Mr. Spock from Star Trek. You know, he would say, "Why, that's fascinating, Captain. That you could fail in this like that. That's I wonder how that could possibly be. Hmm. You know, without any uh, recriminations, sure. without any anger. It's just fascinating. And so that's I think the attitude that we have to have. It's fascinating. I wonder what. I wonder hmm. why I played so well." all up until now and now I'm not. Uh-huh. And if you look at things curiously that way as Leonardo da Vinci would have done or mm-hmm. Mr. Spock, um you know, you're in a much more powerful place to be because um uh and and again, but in, again, in order to do that, you first of all have to have a lightness about yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you know, a hard. That is the hard hardest part. step. That's a hard step to take. You know what? A great thing, though, a great exercise that uh, that I was taken through, and that is to um, to take something like that uh, and to really exaggerate who who what that being is. Mm. You know, all of the whiny things that you end up saying to yourself. Mm-hmm. If you could, like, say, like, now, really, show me that. Mm. More, you know, 
do it do it more whine more and mm. you could get these these guys to start really whining about <laughs> the, and caricaturing Almost themselves makes it into a joke that's good well it's that's like, what yeah. that's what exactly happens mm. and they finally get off of it sure you know and see it for it's really funny mm. for them to be the way they are yeah. and uh you know, and it really, it's its kind of an improv exercise, yeah. uh, and it's its really effective. Wow. Um, so, yes, I would say that, that, that the lack of, you don't see elite athletes, uh, generally speaking. Now, I shouldn't say that you'll bring up Bryson DeChambeau and, and, and his emotional meltdowns, but my experience with really good athletes, elite athletes, like mm-hmm. pro baseball players that come and take lessons and stuff is... Those guys are cool as cucumbers. Yeah. They 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 know how to fall or take a fall, mm-hmm. you know, and and they don't get thrown off by these failures. They realize you have to invest in failure. Mm. You know, that's uh, you were sure. uh, you and I were talking about Josh Waitskin, um, you know, the uh, young man who was profiled in uh, searching for the movie Searching for Bobby Fisher, which came out I don't know twenty twenty five years ago, but. Um, but Josh went on to become a martial arts uh, champion after he, you know, mm-hmm. he, he turned away from chess and went into something else. And one of the things that, and then he wrote a very nice book about learning. And uh, one of his lessons was, you must invest in failure. I mean, mm-hmm. and 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 I think that that is, again, you know, uh, one of the banners that I. Uh, see in my mind when uh, you know is the assurance that that I am you are doing the very best you can at this moment given everything you've learned and experienced up until now so if you are failing there's something more you need to learn Mm -hmm. so that's all it is it doesn't it's the difference and and i would say in this case andy it's it's i would go back to something we've talked about before and it's the difference between how we regard in in our own personal belief system the idea of talent or skill if you believe that it's something you were born with or not born with and you have this fixed mindset mm. about what mm. it is, then you're going to get frustrated by failure. Mm. If you believe that life and learning or, or skill and talent is a growth mindset, then you're going to take this and, 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 and be able to turn it, and, and that will move you towards ease mm-hmm. because you know, it'll, it'll eliminate a lot of suffering. Absolutely. Um, well, Pete, um, this might be as good as time as any to stop with that. I think um, it is. All right. Well, thanks for, for doing this, for coming up with it. Took, you know, maybe a bit more preparation than our past where I just say, Hey, can you do a podcast in five <laughs> minutes? And then we just go. So, um, I'm sure that the, the, the people listening also appreciate it as well. Well, I, I enjoyed it a lot, Andy, and uh, you know we've uh, gone through five of them. I'm sure there's there's more out there somewhere. Maybe we'll check back in in a few months and All right. see what's come up. Clean contact. I hit it again because that shot was a defining moment, and when a defining moment comes along, you define the moment. Or the moment.